All right, we're back with another interview from Ryan Lay's Pushing Borders interviews. You can hear the rest of them at our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash ventcity. Yeah, that sounds right. And yeah, enjoy this with Leo Valls, Ted Barrow, and Ryan Lay. I'm here with uh, Ted Barrow now, and we're here talking to Leo Valls, professional skateboarder for Magenta Skateboards. Um, Leo, you're from Bordeaux. You're doing a lot of interesting work with the city and urban architecture there. What uh, what, what brings you to Pushing Borders? Uh, well, bonjour. Hi, everybody. Uh, I was invited to this year's event at Pushing Borders to talk about how to make a skate-friendly city. Um, I have been working for the past two years in uh, switching the policy of the city towards skateboarding that used to be very repressive back home into an integrative policy. Uh, and I'm coming here to talk and discuss uh, on this topic and also to learn from everybody here. So um, I know you just spoke about this, but can you talk a little bit about the process of creating more skate friendly spaces in Bordeaux and what the challenges that you met in, in say like tw 19 years ago were versus in 2019 right so first to give some context uh i would say that bordeaux is quite a like middle-sized city uh with a huge skateboarding scene actually we have like several pros we have skate shops distribution skate school skate parks you know like tons of spots um, which is awesome. And around the year 2000, the city, Bordeaux is a city with quite a bourgeois like, uh, mentality, you know, mm -hmm. and... Um, can, well, can you define bourgeois for... Bourgeois is like rich, like right-winged, you know, like, okay. you know... Uh, Conservative. Right, that's yeah. it. And uh, uh, the city started to make skateboarding illegal on like pretty much all our favorite skate spots. Yeah, I remember the first time I went there, uh, must have been like 10 years ago with iPath, it was like pretty much entirely illegal to skate. Yeah, so the streets. that means no skateboarding signs, physical tickets, um, and skate stoppers, uh, of course. And that was a bummer, you know. That's pretty rare in France, though, is it not? I mean, I've, or it depends on where you are, because I've always been sort of struck by Paris having a lot of spots, but mm. Montpellier, like, being really, really extreme about, like, notching out ledges, like, early on, making right. much of the center of that city. It really depends on who's, who's the mayor is, really, you know, and what policies the city is adopting towards skateboarding. But anyways, in Bordeaux, it was really bad. And uh, I was lucky enough to be able to travel and live in other countries. I lived in Japan, I lived in California, in San Francisco for a couple of years. And uh, every time I would come back from uh, being away for a long time, I would see that the situation was uh, becoming worse and worse, you know, and I would see kids getting ticketed, chased by the police all the time. Uh, we would actually like, only the only option was to skate at night and that's why we made so many like nighttime videos like about 10 years ago filmed in Bordeaux that's yeah, I, l I love that Minui video that you <laughs> put out cool thanks but yeah, yeah that's the one of the main reason why we filmed all these night videos uh, and we also connected with the Japanese skate scene is because uh, skateboarding was illegal in the city you know um, you need to that's okay just okay. let it ring we're doing it live all right. Man <laughs> in demand. Uh, but anyways, uh, so after a while, like uh, I realized that we had to do something about it. 
and I was invited to this mainstream TV show, like local news channel, to talk about uh, the economy of skateboarding. So I actually went there. I didn't want to go there in the first place, but I actually went there and I talked shit on the city. And a few days later, I got invited <laughs> to this meeting. Uh, the 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 politicians actually invited me invited me to this meeting with other CD users that hate skateboarding, and that was really complicated, you know. So I show up with a couple like uh, that sounds uh, confrontational, really difficult. Like they yeah. had no idea what skateboarding was, but they didn't want to hear about it. They didn't want, they wanted skateboarding to only take place in a skate park, and they're like, "Hey, we built a skate park for you guys. Now skateboarding in the streets is illegal." But I explained to them like. First, like a skate park is eventually going to create more street skaters. Like if you're a 12 year old and you start skateboarding because you have a skate park close from your home, eventually you're going to watch any skate video. You're going to open a magazine. You're going to see it's happening in the streets because this is the essence of skateboarding. And so eventually you're going to come out and skate the streets, you know, so you're actually building more street skaters. And skateboarding is actually beneficial and positive. You know, it's it's a way. It's like a it's a sport. If you want to call it a sport, it is a cultural tool. It is a way for people to meet up and create social cohesion. It is a way for people to transport like ecologically. So it is beneficial for the city. And we told them that we would skate no matter what. And uh, you know, it's it's it is what was going to happen. So at the same time we did that we met up with the city we did this big exhibition at the modern art museum and we invited all the politicians and all the city users that were complaining about skateboarding and the exhibition was saying skateboarding is healthy skateboarding is art and so i had to confront the mayor at this conference or this public debate and we proposed these time frames where skateboarding would be allowed again on this ex forbidden plazas um because you know we wanted these places to be shared again um and at the same time the mayor asked me to work on the master plan to integrate skateboarding in the upcoming urban projects of the city. And knowing that Bordeaux is now developing by 30%, like the city is going to grow a lot within the next five to 10 years, we worked with this idea on writing a master plan and we selected um, over 10 places where we would actually integrate skateboarding in the making of the of the places you know so that means like building strong like using strong material thinking about the place can be inclusive and mm-hmm. where all skateboarding can actually happen in a way that it's still authentic and legit for skaters but it doesn't bother other city users yeah that's really interesting and and the solution that one of the early solutions that you brought up that I, that I thought was so unique was that like there will be time slots for certain spots. Like you could skate city hall between like eight and 10 or something right. like that um, on certain days. Right. And, and also that you pointed out that there were local skaters would actually help to um, guide and pol- not police, but, but let pe- let the skaters know that yeah, it's time, it's time to move to this next spot. You can skate here now yes. for, if you want to keep skating. And that seems really, really remarkable. Um, that's a really hard like that was a really hard decision for us to take like these time frames because I mean you know we believe skateboarding has no rules and should be completely free but we also understand that it's 2019 skateboarding is so popular that the cities and the politicians they're going to have to stand for or against it you know and we don't want skateboarding to only be allowed in skate parks and have city cops riding around the city and make giving tickets to other kids skating so that was like our only option really and you know sometimes you have to make it symbolic so we took the city hall which is very symbolic it's the entrance of the 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 you know the city hall plaza it's like yeah. where all the politicians are going in and out and that place used to be it's a really good spot with like granite ground mm-hmm. granite ledges 
and we set up those time frames and we asked all the skaters from the community to respect the time frames and to go other places after the time frames are yeah. gone you know and since this spot was forbidden for the past 10 years and everyone got tickets on these plazas everyone was actually stuck to be able to meet up and during these sunny afternoons and like skate again without having to look for the cops you know yeah like grateful to be able to skate as long as you're civil which is really interesting right. i'm curious about and i don't think this was something that was brought up during the panel but it just occurred to me because you just mentioned that bordeaux mm. population has increased over 30 percent right very recently and city size as well yeah exactly the city itself and that um that the, the now you have a lot of parisians who are going down to bordeaux who mm -hmm. have like their second home there and I'm, have you, I'm curious the way in which this master plan of the mayors, and which incorporates skateboarding and, and reinvigorates certain public spaces in the city, is seems very tied up with this like kind of upturn that the city's taking. For it's, sure. Yeah. Like we had this uh, this new the uh, new train line from Paris to Bordeaux that's used to be like four hours and now it's two hours. So many people from Paris actually move to Bordeaux. You have a better quality of life. It's you know less stressful, more cleaner. You yeah. know, is it like a temp tempe uh, Phoenix type thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, they we made them understand that it was a way also for them as uh, city planners and politicians to make the city more um, appealing. And you is know. the sell to the to the city government to like look we're, we'll get skaters skating the public plazas more and then there will be you know they, they won't be skating the like you know in front of the shops and the kind of street spots yeah i mean if you actually so look we 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 did a lot of mapping we took the 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 map of the city and we're like okay like we can integrate skateboarding here authentically um in the streets like we can do here 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 we should not like bring skaters because there is like a, re a retirement home right here and we don't want you know to cause troubles um so we did that and they just you know they understood it was going to be great especially for these new areas that are going to build and they want people to go to you know and they want to create life and they want to create like social activities yeah, and, lively and social cohesions you know so right that was they i mean it worked <laughs> i forgot exactly the term but you had this like really great rhetorical flourish uh where you're talking about how like skate stoppers hmm. were um you know instead of being preventative arc um interventions or whatever they were like aggressive right right and oppressive yeah uh, I, I mean you know language is very important yeah. and when you talk to a city you don't talk to like it's not the same as if you are talking to like a 13 year old on the skate spot you know so you need to do your, the words you're going to use are really important and they th they thought skateboarding was aggressive you know so we answered skate stoppers our defensive architecture is actually aggressive architecture for us. You know, we see it as some, something aggressive that rejects people from like a public space that becomes a non-public space in a way, yeah, you know, yeah. because of this. Um, so we kind of made them feel bad about putting skate stoppers, you know, like that was like a, a big point for me because I've been very against skate stoppers and they signed this, this, um, this deal with us or like this official document that says no more use of skate stoppers. So we'll see what's going to happen, but at least we have this document that says no more use of skate stoppers <laughs> and they haven't been using skate stoppers since we signed the document. And they also haven't uh, given any tickets to any skaters since uh, we got the timeframes at the city hall. So, I mean, it really is for the best, you know? It's really funny because I feel like as far as graceful skateboarding goes, you personally have kind of got the, the market capture. <laughs> Um, did they make any ledges that I could switch backside tailside? <laughs> yes, for sure. Granite ones. Oh, I'm so there. Really good. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Um, 
you know, the, the kind of second thing you said to me was like, you'd come to Bordeaux, you'd like it. Like you're, you've truly become like an ambassador for skateboarding there, which is, uh, kind of the best you could hope for, right? Mm, I really love having uh, foreigners coming to my town and showing them around, especially after like, you know, I've been lucky, as I said, to be able to travel around the world with my skateboard and everywhere I went, like really the best thing in skateboarding is the people you meet, you know, and how how welcome you can feel in other cities, you know, and I go to Osaka for the first time like 10 years ago and I meet Japanese skaters who don't speak a word of English and we still like skate all night and have the best time of our lives, you know, so I want to give that back to like other skaters around the world when they come to Bordeaux and I mean that's what we're trying to do you know what advice can you give to skaters abroad who maybe are having similar conflicts with their local government and they're mm. often that's mediated through just building skate parks with that are essentially cages right around them that's one question I was hoping someone would actually ask at the panel and no one asked for that but nice. the, the answer is um, really put yourself in the shoes of other city users and right. politicians and learn how don't only have the the point of view of a skater you know, yeah. and put yourself in the shoes of the politicians, understand how it's going to be beneficial for them as politicians as well to integrate and uh, make skateboarding uh, uh, something official and part of the city life, yeah. you know, and because they're politicians at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck about skateboarding, you know, and you yeah. want them to help you as they want you you know, to it's a, it's a vice versa. It's a so give, you, give, you, have you, to know demo- I mean? you have to demonstrate that you give a fuck about their prerogatives. It's exactly. A, it's like a mixture of empathy and diplomacy. Exactly. And you know, some politicians in Bordeaux, actually, after we like signed all the deals and stuff, they came up to me and they were like, hey, you know, we're going to use you uh, in for the next elections. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. That's so incredible. I mean, you know, I'm like, I actually yeah. like the honest uh, comment, you know, I was like, oh, that's actually, I uh, appreciate you say that to me, you know, because I already know, but I appreciate the fact that you're saying that to me, you know. I feel like beyond just speaking their language, you're also like, almost threatening them that look the problem is only going to get worse if you don't solve it for now. sure yeah and i mean that's all he started and I like mean, here's the here's the easy solution it's right here he started with a conflict he started with us giving them uh, them giving us tickets us not giving a fuck and still skating at nights we would be even louder for like the 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 resident like the people who live nearby and then being like look we're gonna skate no matter what you know so keep giving us tickets we don't give a fuck we're gonna take tickets and we're gonna you know but we don't like getting tickets, you know? We would prefer actually working with you guys and making things better for everyone because it's not a good feeling to get a ticket and it's actually not a good feeling to wake somebody up at like 2 a.m. because you're skating right under his window, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it might be when you're like a 14 year old, but then after like 16, you you don't want to do that anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's also, I mean, I don't know if this was a tactic that was used, but I can imagine that the ticket issuing officers, that's not, the type of work they really want to be doing. So it's a win-win yes. to kind of obviate all of that. A lot of cops actually came up to me. I mean, some city cops came up to me and they were like, hey, like we appreciate the work you guys have been doing. We actually didn't enjoy giving you guys tickets, you know, That's which cool. is funny. It's, it's really, I mean, I keep kind of, and this is a theme of the conference in a way is like just empathy, you know, it's just yeah. like understanding where the other person's coming from because as skateboarders, we've spent so long. It's the first, your instinct is to kind of like set yourself against the world in this way mm. you know even if you're conscious of it or not it's like you're making noise you have to you have to realize that you're being the aggressor in a lot of ways yeah. and that the solution isn't just continually pushing breaking but finding a more fluid and into empathetic and right and compromising passionate way of, of, of and seeing through engaging. the eyes of the, the other person you have in front of you yeah. and you know i feel like with the work we've been doing in bordeaux what i really appreciated was that i felt like we 
educated the city in like what skateboarding is really, but mm-hmm. we also educated the skaters and the kids on yeah. the fact that they're not alone in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and they can they can't just like claim spaces and they can't just own private like public spaces. You know, it doesn't work. And mm-hmm. one other thing I believe that's very important to say is that if you want to make your city skate friendly, there is not like one formula. And like each city is different, each skate scene is different. We are lucky enough in Bordeaux that everybody, all the, the world skate scene is good friends with each other. But like, I don't know it would work in a city with like, where like skate shops who fight with each other, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I don't know, but there is not one formula to make it happen. When I know, what I know and what I'm sure of is that you need to adapt. You need to like adapt your language um, and put yourself in the shoes of the city users and the politicians in order to make them understand, appreciate, and integrate skateboarding. Yeah. Is there, have there been any um, kind of surprising lessons or ideas that have, insights that have arisen over the last few days, um, not just on your panel, but being in MoMA and, and the sort of conversations you've been part of here? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I learned a lot about how like when you actually create like a, a, a skate friendly zone, it needs to be as inclusive as possible yeah. and integrate like all kind of users and think about women and think about like all, all type of like skaters and make it like as, you know, inclusive as possible for everybody. Um, also the fact that, you know, when you make a skate friendly zone, you might have some, um, some, uh, some bad stuff that happened after like Ocean Howell was saying like he actually kicks out homeless people. It's actually a way for the city to yeah. build this new like mall, you know, and bring people to this mall. So you have to be actually extremely aware of this. It's it's not only like positive, you know, you have sure. to be careful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that um, it's kind of interesting that like this happened under one mayor who was a very par- powerful former prime minister of France, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so he this mayor was able to work with you and get a lot done. Yeah. But it might be interesting to see what, if how this continues under the next mayor yeah yeah i think uh, we're lucky enough that our mayor was so strong like he has such a strong image as a yeah. ex-prime minister that the next mayor is going to have to follow what happened you yeah. know and where we are now is like we're setting up like you know scalable art installation in public spaces in bordeaux and stuff i don't think they can just like get rid of that now yeah. you know it would be like a really bad image for them you know so it's all about image you know think right. about it like if you work with a city it's all about the image they get also from the work they are doing with you you know yeah well thank you for uh your time with us yeah. thank you yeah and uh where, where can people find you and the work you're doing um that's a good question working on it we're sitting we're building a um a website right now for like all the stuff we're doing but other than that will that be like a resource that people can access or yeah but now we're just posting stuff on 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 my instagram page i'm just posting stuff of like like photos of the sculptures like we're making and like you know skate sessions and stuff like that so go to Bordeaux. <laughs> yeah. Or just come to Bordeaux and find out, you know? And All right. learn French. Or no, you don't need to learn French. Just like uh, come to Bordeaux. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Perfect. Thanks so much. <laughs> that was good. Like I said in the intro, you can go to patreon.com slash city and you can hear the other four out of, I think, 10 interviews Ryan Lay did at the Pushing Borders Conference in Sweden. Other than that, our intro music was by Michael Kreger. Our credits music was by Alana Bryan, naivetracks.bandcamp.com, or uh, Michael's is at Blog of Fonte on Instagram. Logo and graphic design is by Michael Warfel, and we will be back in the regular feed with another episode in just a little bit. Music